Richard. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's funny. It's weird. What part? It's this mental thing of like, I haven't seen you in six months, but I see you every week here. So maybe you're just like an avatar that exists inside my computer. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe I am. So where are you today? I am at my lovely office. Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach, California. And I've again chosen the park in Northburg, Illinois, with lots of beautiful trees hovering in the background. So I might as well dive right in. Luana, <laughs> do we have a special guest or do we have a someone on our VIP and list? That Explain who Luana is for our first-time listeners. Okay, very first-time listeners. Luana Andrews is my friend who passed away in 1996, started visiting me. Um, I was learning new things about the flip side. I didn't really believe there was a flip side, but she showed me. And some years ago, Jennifer and I connected, and she started seeing Luana. And so we realized Luana became like this conduit helping us to access people on the other side. And then Tom Petty showed up one day and said, your friend Luana, who's an actress, Luana Anders, passed away in 96. He said, your friend Luana's like the person backstage with the clipboard that has the list of who gets to get into the backstage, the VIP list, which we've all experienced. Right. And hence, that's the title of our book, Backstage Pass to the Flip Side. There's three editions of it. That's pretty little. awesome. And, and what we do is we invite her to help Jennifer. And it's like Jennifer is playing the same role that Luana does, but on the other side. Right. And she has a clipboard on the other side, and I have my clipboard where I write things down. Just so when you see me look down, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and that little internet box where wherever I say comes up on the screen so you can read it. <laughs> right. Well, and for also for those people tuning in for the first time, Jennifer and I have been doing this for five or six years, every week. And yes. so we've st- I've stopped trying to prove that she's talking to the flip side. She's proven it to me so many times before. So mm-hmm. now we just work on what's the image she's seeing and whether we can interpret it correctly as to what they're trying to tell us. Right. And sometimes those images are based on, or my interpretation is based on the research I've been doing for 10 years, filming people under hypnosis, talking about the afterlife or talking to the afterlife. And just for starters, Lana already just came in. And she showed me the globe. She's like, there's some, she wants to talk about something globally. Okay, very good. Uh, Please do. There's a lot of, well, I think that's par for the course. There's a lot of crazy energy that we're having right now. Um, I don't know if people are finding themselves getting really mad really fast, <laughs> quickly, over a little. I've seen that. Over just, I mean, I did too this morning over piddly crap that would never bother you normally. Now yeah. it's like, it's a, a shinto. What is it? Accent? You cut me off! Yeah. Let's ask Lou. Lou, this global idea, is this something that's happening to the planet or is it as a result of the planet? All of it. Combination. Combination. What was interesting, <laughs> Sorry, that was actually kind of funny, and I'll go ahead and say it. I'm like, okay, so I saw the atmosphere uh-huh. um, being diluted, like the um, just with all the toxins or whatever, and, and the lack of trees. And then I said, oh, is that why the bell's so thin? Is you know, is that why they're saying the bell's thin? <laughs> and then she Good showed, me my, but then she showed me my head. She goes, that would be in your head, the bell being thin you know, <laughs> the things that are being able to give to us. But I thought it was a good question. She made fun of me. Um, well, hang on. Bella's getting, the bell is, okay. The bell is getting thin based upon our evolution. Okay. And this is a topic that I've been thinking about today. I was just about to write a post on. Really? My, yeah. Richmartini.com. I haven't finished it, but I've written it. 
And it's this idea that something's happening. We know something's happening, but consciousness is shifting. And people have reached out to me on Quora, online, various friends of mine. I mean, they reach out to you all the time and talk about, you know, their loved ones coming forward. But you're a medium. That's what you do. In my case, I'm not a medium. And people are reaching out to me and saying, you're not going to believe this, but so-and-so showed up in my house last night. Or a friend of mine that, I, that died 10 years ago started talking to me. And I, so I'm writing about, I've seen this, that the veil is thinning, let's say, or the filters on the brain seem to be dropping, kind of where they are when we're sleeping. Moana, we're not talk about this. No, we're not, okay. We're not holding on so tight to our belief structures. Instead, we're incorporating our belief structures into spirituality. Whereas before, it's like, oh no, I can't talk to a medium. And I even had someone today that I had this family that came in today and they lost their son three weeks ago. I'm sorry. And the father was like this. And he's like, I, at the end of the conversation, with everything that came in, and this beautiful spirit, his name's Shane, and I'm sure they won't mind me saying this, I'm like, he loves watching this show with you. I can't even, Sanford and Sons. And his dad started crying. He's like, that was one of our favorite shows. And I'm like, this whole reading where I've given you so much information from Shane, <laughs> that's going to be the that only thing. That was the one thing. That's the one thing. He's like, well, how would you know that out of the trillion shows that are out there? I'm like, because yeah. he told me. <laughs> but my point is, at the end, he said, at the end, he said, he goes, I sized you up, saw your office overlooking the ocean. And he's just like, I just wasn't buying it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I just don't let that bother me anymore. You know, yeah. after thousands of readings, that truly thousands and thousands of readings that I've given now. It's not because I'm arrogant, it's because I trust spirit. They always come in. And I believe other people with what you're saying, like I think part of the veil getting thinner is because other people now, they're not holding on so tight that they will, like there's things that come through that they can't explain. They will allow that it's possible that there's an afterlife. And just by allowing is like turning the key, which opens the garden gate. Bingo, yes. So Luana, is there someone we need to speak to or you just want to talk about the veil thinning? No, she, well, that too, but she said the guest that, she said that you, she started talking to you last night about it. Okay. And so it's somebody that you know, Rich, that's also a scientist that's on the other side, but it's not talking. It's not. Like a physicist. Somebody that deals with the planet. And um, my wife, Sherry, has had conversations with a guy named Mino, who is a physicist. Is that who we're talking about, Lou? Or David Bohm? We uh, spoke to him briefly. That's him. David Bohm. Okay, that's very interesting. He's a guy, a physicist, who did a lot of work with uh, Krishnamurti. And we had a conversation with him as, you know, brief conversation. What would he, what would he do want to say? What would he? He says, believe that you can say, so not just believe it in the afterlife, but believe in that you can believe that you can help this life, that you can help this, what's going on with this planet right now. Um, okay. Have that belief in there because then it'll be presented to you. If you're just like, well, I can't do anything about what's going on or I can't, that just makes it gridlock for the universe to show up. The universe will show up, but not help. You have to be open to the idea that you actually can make a difference, whether it's voting, whether it's, you know, planting trees, whether it's helping a neighbor, all of that, you have to believe that you have the capacity to do so. Okay. And just to clarify, David, because we've had this conversation roughly before, which is Jennifer and I asking questions the people on the other side, physicists like yourself, who know much more about mathematics and much more about the way the nature of the universe than I could. But we ask you questions to help us here on the planet to solve issues like climate change, like turning salt water into fresh water for little money, like finding alternate fuels, fossil fuels. 
Is that what you're talking about? That we need to converse with you and other people like you to learn more? Yes. Do we need a medium to do that? Or do we need to just access our own thought process? They showed me me, but they're just saying, they're saying with what we have said, yes. You can access it through yourself. Through yourself. But they also are saying, <laughs> dial, dial up Jennifer. No, I'm not. get there faster. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. If, if I can help, what I will give is information that I could not have known, which might help somebody go question it, whether they believe it or not, at least question it and then just, you know. Well, if back. I could, David, to unpack that a little bit, what I think he's saying is that a medium is a way to do that, right? You have a medium that just trusted yeah. and you work with them and you bring a team of scientists into a room with a medium and have those scientists ask questions because they, they have questions for David Bohm. They have questions for physicists right. on the flip side. And the medium who is there can unpack, boom, like that, whatever visual or information they're getting. Yes, you can do it on your own, and you should. If you're a scientist struggling with the nature of the universe, ask your subconscious to ask your higher self the answer. And that is how scientists get answers. That is how you showed me Einstein sitting on his couch, or sitting in his, you know. Sitting, you know, Einstein was not a scientist. He was, he was a guy working in a, sh uh, whatever it was, in Switzerland. And these things were coming to him, and he, he just said, I, I need to work on this. So we have to allow that things that come to us, whether you're a musician, whether you're whatever that is, we have to allow that. So thank you, David. I appreciate open, it. We have to be open to it. We have to be open to it. It's not allowed, so, which will then allow it, but allow all the synchronicities to give you the opportunity to do it. I think it's really important. I've had a number of people on Quora approach me who are so-called hard scientists. And I okay. co-called because what is science other than asking and having consistent results? That's important. But the idea is you have to be open to the idea that you could get an answer. Correct. So asking a wall questions and you don't believe the wall is going to answer, you won't get an answer. But asking all questions and imagining that your friend, your colleague, your professor is on the other side of that wall, you will get answers. Something like that? Okay, <laughs> very good. Well, I had an unusual dream last night. I know what Luana's kind of talking about. I had an unusual okay. dream that I was in a, sorry. Let's unpack it. Let's unpack it. Well, it was, me, a friend of mine, trying to get me to get to a, an auditorium where I was going to hear a lecture or, or a concert or something mm -hmm. by somebody who spoke German because I kept hearing German terms, German terminology. Hmm. And I don't know who that would be. It might be related to a conversation I'm having tomorrow. It's possible because people do show up and tap me on the shoulder days in advance. But listen, right. we have a our viewing public, the four people that are drinking coffee right now and eating pizza going, what is this? Um, you know who they want to talk to, Luana, and is that person available? Lou, is this person ready to come and talk to us, or is it not time yet? No, they're ready. I just don't know who it is. That's okay. So I was getting... That's why I asked her. Okay. Is this person that I'm thinking of, that I've been researching this morning... Is this person, do they want to come and talk to us? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you just, what, let's just, for, just for the listeners, there's been several times where we've been told no. Yes. Just so you guys know, it's yes. not like that's what we, we have. Just two weeks ago, somebody said not ready. Okay. Right. I know who I'm thinking of. So. It's the, oh, who was the scientist that we talked to just a little while ago? Um... I don't know. <laughs> had him in, you had him, I, I was shown him right away. He always comes wearing red, actually. Um, oh, Carl Jung. Yes, yes. So Carl Jung. I Is keep, that who wants to talk to us today? 
I feel like he's bringing through the person as well. Yes, but I feel like he's bringing through the person as well that you were talking about. Okay, very good. Well, it's very strange you would say Carl Jung. Because when I had this dream last night, I went through a list of possible people, German, who might be, so who spoke German, who might be somebody we would talk to. And Carl was one of the people. And I got a, that's who it is. So Carl, we have talked to you before, and we would love to talk to you again. But right now, I'm going to ask you something really strange to get out of the chair Step to the side, Luana. <laughs> you know who I it is. I've invited. Bring that person in. I mean, here's the question, Luana. Does Chadwick want to come forward and talk to us? Yeah, he okay. does. Chadwick. Okay. I'm yeah. Ask you some questions directly. First of all, are you aware of what's going on, our class, or any of this stuff? Yes. And who was there to greet you on the flip side when you crossed over? Like his Nana, like his grandma. His grandma, okay, very good. Yeah, like so somebody, that, somebody that helped raise him. I know you're from a town in Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina. Um, but I want to talk to you about your growing up and stuff. But first, before we get to growing up, so what was your experience like? Because I know you were, you had cancer and you passed away from colorectal cancer, whatever it's called. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And so was that a quick passing or? What was it like? What was it, the... gave, it gave people enough time to say goodbye. Okay. And then once you crossed over, who was there to greet you? Was it your Nana, somebody who raised you? Yeah, he said his Nana. And what was the visual like for you? Was that surprising or was that something you expected? Love. It was the love and the smell, like the smell of her. Okay. He was just inundated with all the different senses. Very good. And um, you played a number of iconic characters, some of whom we've met, some yeah. of whom we met in our class. You just showed me Martin Luther King, but I know well, Martin Luther King would be somebody that was connected to all these people. Yes, he he played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Robinson. We haven't talked to either one of those people, but we have talked to James Brown, and this is why I thought he would be a good person to talk to. So describe to Jennifer what it was like to see James Brown on the flip side. If you've seen him, I don't know. It was like coming home, he said, which is home. But he said, um, he said that I did really well. <laughs> and when you saw him, how old did he look? Did he look old or young? Young. He tried to look younger than I do, than I did. And I, I'm curious about your performance playing James. And what have, have you talked about that but with he James? Channeled, he channeled James. Okay. Jennifer doesn't know this. We've established that Jennifer wasn't that aware of Chadwick's career. Variety wrote an article where they interviewed the director, and the director's Tate Taylor came forward and said that Chadwick would say, I need. I'm speaking directly to James Brown in heaven, and I yeah. need to do this take for him. So what, describe the process. How are you doing that? Well, he just showed me me talking to him. So and just so getting, some, like, show, show me the feeling that I'm supposed to impart on the sequence of events. Have you seen this movie, Jennifer? Get on no, up. I didn't okay. even know, I didn't even know he did, he played yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I have it, but I watched it the other night because I was interested. And honestly, seeing how fantastic as an actor he was in Black Panther. And I, by the way, I haven't, I have not seen Black Panther. Okay. All right. Very good. Will, well, will. this makes it even better in terms of us asking questions because you're not biased. But 
in terms of the James Brown, I could see clearly that you were channeling him. I saw that his family um, sp spoke about the fact that you brought him to life and they thanked you for doing so. So, yeah. but to, if you could describe the process, had you channeled people your whole career or when did you realize that you could do this? He did it with all of his like acting roles, but he felt a really big connection to James Brown. Okay, and so when did you, well, let me ask you this. He didn't know, he knew on an etheric level, like he didn't know really consciously he was doing it. He felt it, but he didn't like know, know it. Right, and in this case, he finally had the confidence. Not until I got up there and he's like, dude, you listen to me. Like they were high-fiving <laughs> each other. It was okay, awesome. Okay, very good. Have you run into the friend that you wrote a play about in high school who passed away in high school? Have you seen that guy? Yes. So tell yeah. us about him, just yeah. something. Okay. He said, thank you. You told my story in an eloquent way. Because there was, I'm getting that there was some bad stuff around it, but he focused he focused on the stuff that he did do, like the stuff that was good about him, not the stuff that was circumstance, circumstantial. Yeah, the circumstances they grew up in. I don't know the play, I haven't read it. It's called Crossroads, but I did see that he had written a play about a friend of his who had died in high school, which was a really cool thing to do. And then you went to school at Howard University. You also spoke at the uh, commemoration. Anything yeah. you want to say about Howard University? It was a great playground to grow. And at some point, Felicia Rashad, the actress, the actress was a, an advisor to you, and she helped you via Denzel Washington to go to school in London. Anything you want to say to Felicia or Denzel? Thank you. There was something about Denzel. Hold on. He showed me money. And yeah, hold on. I might have heard, I don't know. Denzel paid for some paid for something. That's correct. I'm I don't know if I've heard it. I'm just well, it's all right. It doesn't matter. We're yeah. hearing it from him. Denzel paid for his ability to go to RADA in London, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. He had a know. summer program for Howard. Felicia called up Denzel and said, they don't have enough money. Denzel paid for it out of his pocket. I met Denzel on a film called The Bone Collector. Hey, nice guy, you know. Bone Collector, like, that sound. <laughs> unusual thing. So there's some other folks. Um, have you seen Jackie Robinson since you've been back home? The baseball player. Yes. He, Go ahead. Did Jackie Robinson drink? I don't know. I don't think so. I but, don't think so either. But yeah. hold on. He, there was something that he didn't do right in the movie, I guess. Oh, I see. Okay. He had a criticism. He had a criticism. But he, he also, he did channel it. He did channel Jackie. He did channel him. Can we ask Jackie a question? He said he made it, he made it look a lot easier than what Jackie went through. Uh, any anything that Jackie or Chadwick want to say to uh, Jackie's widow, Rachel? I'm yeah, she's alive, Rachel, still on the planet. Barely. Jack I don't know. Barely, I'm getting. Um, barely, but she had. There was a Jackie Robinson Day the other day, and she was out there celebrating her husband, 42. Wow. Hold on. She knows, she's living up there with him, it feels like. She knows. I Talk see. Partially, yeah. well, you're here. She's also back there. Right. All right. Um, I'm going to do some. There's something about another family, but I'm not sure. Okay. Does and, he mean like a family, extended family? I'm not sure. He's just saying sorry about it. It has to do with and I, probably an extended family or a family member that wanted money or something like that. I know it was a long time Jackie's ago. Jackie's saying that. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, Jackie, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? His dad. Sounds like his dad. Okay, very good. Back to you, Chadwick. We don't want to let you out of the hot chair. So what's your impression of what we're doing? Asking questions to people on the flip side. He says it's funny and amusing. He's happy. It's just, it's not easy to channel. Thank you for that. It's not easy to channel. And when, but if you know that you can, then you'll feel more of a connection to the other side. Okay. That he was lucky because he was able to do it with his characters, like now, musicians do. Anything you want to say to your wife? Uh, her name is Taylor Simone. She knows how much I love her. And she knows I would do anything for her. I'm there with her. I miss being with her, even though I'm with her. Just in that flesh. Yeah, physicality, tangible. He says he gives her his scent. Like there's just something about, um, she can smell him. Around her. Yeah, around her, yeah. Lovely. And I don't even think she liked his cologne or something like that. I don't know, he's making <laughs> a joke about it somewhere. <laughs> Very good. Well, I've met Brian Hegland. He's the guy who directed the Jackie Robinson film. Um, anything you want to say to Brian? I don't know if you were close or not, but. Oh, he's a perfectionist, he says. Oh, is that right? Okay. It feels well, like that. like he pushed things out, like it took a lot longer to make. The film, because he wanted to get it right. Yes. That, that's a detail that only people who worked on the movie, 42, would know. I don't know. How about your friend Ryan Coogler, the director? He just said he passed the baton to him. Okay. Just something about passing the baton to him. Passing the baton. Are you talking about the baton of, of African-American history? Mm -hmm. He showed and me Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And, and imbuing your work with that. That's um, interesting because I know Ryan's doing a movie about Fred Hampton and we've actually asked Fred to come and talk to us and he said no. How about Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan's an actor that you worked with a lot, even back in soap opera days. I think he replaced you on a TV show. Well, that's funny because he said now he could replace him. <laughs> well, they were both, you haven't seen Black Panther, but Michael B. is a huge star in Black Panther. Yeah. And he's fantastic in it. And there's, a, there's an end line that they revealed the other day that it was Chadwick's inspiration because they were talking about where he should die. And he said, bury me at sea where the bodies of my ancestors fell from ships. It was a beautiful line, but it came out of discussions with Chadwick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Hudlin. He's another baton that's being passed. Okay. And Reggie's a guy who directed the film Thurgood Marshall. Have you met Thurgood Marshall since you've been back? I have to ask. A what? What is it? Well, Thurgood Marshall was a Supreme Court justice and Chadwick yeah. played him yeah. in a film. Yeah. He so what was that like? What was that like seeing Thurgood Marshall? <laughs> um, okay, hold on. They just, they just keep laughing about everything. I think it just deals with politics now. <laughs> well, uh, lots of catching up to do. For people tuning in for the first time, sometimes you hear things about what's going on here and people on the flip side find it amusing, like kids fighting in a sandbox. They just look yeah. at it kind of with a wry amusement. That doesn't mean they don't care. No. Talk to Representative Lewis, who came through clearly and was saying, you don't lose the love you have for the people that you love. So you want them to do better. Yeah. So I would not suggest at all that Chadwick isn't, doesn't want change. But it's, tell us, Chadwick, what do you, he says it has to happen. 
It has to happen. It's been, we haven't done enough for it to happen. We haven't done enough. We need to be open to doing more. And it's not just about, it's not just about blacks. It's about, you know, Hispanics. It's about, you know, kids with, you know, disabilities. It's about, it's about everything being one and stop, you know, and not being so divided. I understand. And I did write something about this the other day that we're all lights walking each other home. Because when you talk to people on the flip side and you ask them, how do they look to each other? A lot of times they'll say, I'm a light. And they're different colored lights. And sometimes they have multicolors within that color. I just asked him what color I was and I got this iridescent purple, which I love. Oh, very good. And I think I why you were talking. Um, but that idea that we're all lights and once people start to become aware that the skin tone that we have is just this shield, this thing that we wear, the costume. But inside were these lights of love, unconditional love lights, no other way to put it. But I think that's what he's talking about, which is not only do we have to be aware that black people are being mistreated horribly by people in the United States. I mean, not everywhere in the world, as we know but by certain groups of people, it's insane. Yeah. But the same goes for people of different backgrounds, different stripes, different genders, different sexual affiliations, whatever that is. He you says know what I mean? So- That's crazy. Okay, yeah. I, but let me ask you some other people you might wanna say something to who might tune in, I don't know. Anything for, uh, Mick Jagger, who produced Get On Up. I don't know, did you guys meet or hang out? Yes. He's just showing me he needs to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. Why start, why start now? Why start now? Yeah. He's an icon. How about Tate Taylor, the guy who directed Get Hold On Up? Sorry. No, he just showed me David Bowie. It went from Mick Jagger to David Bowie, who's in spirit. And how, um, oh, they had a lot to talk about. He says he was in love with David Bowie's wife. <laughs> Who isn't? I know, right? right? <laughs> but they had a lot to talk about with cancer. If they can. Oh, interesting, interesting. Interesting, because they said, if they, and I know David Bowie made a clip, you know, about his cancer, uh -huh. but he's like, if we could write a play, it wouldn't be about cancer. It wouldn't be about cancer and the ugliness of the disease. It would be about the love that we see through it when you realize you have it. So when you have cancer and you know you're going to die, all the love that just comes through from all the different places. And he said, I lived well. I was very blessed. I shared, I gave it to others. He said, I just wish I could have had more children. I could have had- or Chadwick? Chadwick. Chadwick, okay. And yeah. that's interesting because we've had a couple of people like Chris Cornell who came through and said that David was there to greet them and he he seems to be a guy who really helps people on the other side. He helped people over here, but he's helping people over there as well. Yeah. But my question, Chadwick, it was gonna be about cancer and, and it, I don't know, any advice you can give to people who are struggling with it, through it? Don't fight yourself over it. Don't fight, fight the cancer, but don't fight yourself over it if, um, don't spend the days, your remaining days, being upset because you didn't catch it too soon or early enough. Don't, you know, you just didn't know. Like, it, yeah. don't spend that time being angry over it. Um, well, that brings up another question, Chadwick. Have you, it's a, I'm sure you probably had a life review. Things happen outside of time. Said it was amazing. Other than when he was 12. He stole a kid's hat. <laughs> when you were 12, you thief. 
You get a baseball cap or like a cool hat? It was a cool hat to me. Okay. Was your journey on this life, was it something you were aware of in terms of this being an exit point he said or an he knew, exit ramp? Yeah, well, that's interesting that you said that. He said that he knew that he was going to die young. Younger. You packed so much into your life. It wasn't over yet. He had a lot more in him, but yes. Well, there was this wonderful clip I saw of you talking about um, Black Panther and how you brought all these characters, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, to your performance. Yes. You also brought one other person who has come to our class and spoken to us, who has reincarnated. Luana, do you know who I'm talking about? Since Jennifer hasn't seen the movie, she wouldn't know what I mean. But he does the voice of Nelson Mandela in the film. Huh. It was like he was channeling, I don't know, I've never heard anybody be so perfect and speak Zosha, the the language of South Africa. Within a day, he was learning it and saying it. Wow. Have you met... Nelson Mandela. Mandiba? Nelson Mandela, since you've been back? Yes. What was that like? They were all waiting. Um, well, what was that like, seeing them all waiting? Asked if he did enough. I wanted to know if I did enough. You asked Nelson if you did enough. What did he say? For humanity. Um, what did he say? He showed, they all showed him what he did and all the lives that he affected. I had the impression that, I mean, I would think you would have had a standing ovation from so many people. Okay. But you never think that when you leave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I got to ask. They were did, icons. They're the ones that broke the ground for him to do what he's doing. Yeah. Well, Jennifer hasn't seen the movie, but. No. You, did anybody did, do the Wakanda symbol to you? Everyone did. Everyone did. That's what I figured. That's so weird. What is that again? Wakanda forever. So it comes into a more deeper question, which is, he knows what I'm talking about. Luana knows what I'm talking about. Jennifer does not. She's not seen the film. She doesn't know what Wakanda means or Wakanda forever means. But I want to ask Chadwick. Is the afterlife a bit like Wakanda? You show me different layers. So different layers. Different layers. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> Hold no, on. No, I mean layers of existence? Yes. Layers that you can visit? Even when you're still here, yes. Even when you're still here. Have you gone to some... Yeah, he said that's the main part, like that's the main point, is that even when you're here. You can connect to the flip side, or okay. these levels. These levels, you don't, have, you don't have to be over there to connect with them. So what would be a level that we could connect showed, with? And then he showed me channeling James Brown. Okay, so that would be one level, channeling right. James Brown. Is there, and I don't wanna say yeah. higher, because that's, that's what, a- That's what he said, your higher self, your higher self. Right. That you're, and, said that's your lookout tower. That's okay, so you're up there looking around. How high have gone you gone in terms of visiting other realms, or have you? It's interesting because I felt like he visited them all at once. All at once. That's yeah. a good answer. All are at you, once. Are you participating in any class? Classes? And yes. Okay. Describe that to us. What do you see? Can you show me a guitar class? And a guitar class. So that's two. Describe the rock rock guitar, like one of those. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. We're going to get to that. What's the Luana class look like to you, Chadwick? He says it's global. 
like it's a global class because people that talk to you off of Quora, they hear this, you know, in different times and spaces, it's people all over the world. He yeah. says, so one is class is the same because they're the ones that are up there. When, so when people, thank you. When people listen to this and know that they can get in touch with their loved ones, that's something that, um, that's part of Luana's class. You know, Luana's class is teaching. Teaching, teaching. frequency surfing. Correct. Something like that. That's How they can communicate with us. Mm -hmm. Now, if you could give us an example, does Luana help you to communicate or are you just doing it on your own? Or does anybody help you? Not this time. I'm too new, he says. He says everybody's helping. Everybody's helping. So they're helping you to project images to Jennifer? No. He says I'm getting them. Now that I know who he is. Okay. Well, you'll, you still will be amazed when you see him in this film. So, but that's fine. And, you know, I couldn't have asked you, don't see the film because I want to talk to him. Okay. That's okay. The second question, the guitar class. Yes. Who's in there? Who are you, who are you playing with? Like stacks of people. Okay. Anybody we know? Yeah, Prince. Ah! <laughs> Prince is actually teaching. They have guest teachers and Prince is one of them. Excellent. And what have you learned? What? What have you learned in the class? How did... <laughs> How to channel it in so many words, how to fill it with your soul, playing music with your soul. Like, playing, yeah. What would your soul, the soul essence of you with music, what would that sound like? And are you playing any particular guitar? And if so, can you show it to Jennifer? It's not a ukulele, it's like a different kind of guitar. Like it's, a full size? What color? He has a white one. Well, okay. black. hold on, it's iridescent. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm always a black or white, he goes, it's one. <laughs> it's one color, it's both of them, it's all the colors. Um, it looks like a rock, kind of, like a rocks, whatever. Yeah, like an electric guitar, kind of a, well, you know, six right. strings, yeah. And when you create the sound, are you doing the math? Or are you just opening yourself up? Sorry? He's opening himself up to recreate it. Okay. So whatever is that you're, I guess you're always recreating something because it's always out there. Right, because you've seen guitars, you know what a guitar looks like, you know how many strings. Did you play guitar on the planet? little bit but now you're in this class guitar. <laughs> wait hold on a second that was interesting he's in the guitar class not because of the guitar but to learn how to play with his soul meaning that like you're playing guitar like your soul's essence what comes out with your soul's essence all right so how to recreate it when you play music are you the only person hearing it or are other people in class hearing it a selected few. You can tell certain people. It's <laughs> like it's like putting it on speaker at a conference where only a few people have the. Okay, interesting. I mean, we have talked to we talked to Paul Allen, the founder of Microsoft. He was learning how to play the ukulele, and he was saying because it's a small instrument, there's only four strings, there's only a few chords. It was easier to construct for him, and I see what. Chadwick is saying Chadwick is saying that he's playing an electric guitar. It's a little more difficult. Six strings. It's difficult, but he says he loves the challenge. Like that's just something he's that's who he is. That's who he is. Have you an inkling of when you're gonna come back? Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Okay. He's laughing because there is no time. All right. Well, for us. Right. Not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> not until we get a new president. So, by the way, Chadwick, when you see Nelson Mandela, you see him completely like in a solid form, or is he kind of translucent? It's 
says he sees his eyes. Okay. The reason I ask is because we've spoken to him. Translucent. And he, he says translucent. Because we've spoken to Nelson and he's already come back to the planet. And he's told us he's living in the Amazon because he wanted to that experience of, and he was robbed of it in life, of being among nature and with animals. And he was adamant about telling us to get people on the stick to save the Amazon, to plant more trees, to stop those fires, to save the animals. He said that was one of his first conversations he had with them afterwards. So Chadwick, you obviously are gonna carry your torch. I know you've passed the torch to these film directors and other people, but you have an ability, a unique ability to influence people on the planet through their dreams, through doing what we're doing. His wife, he keeps telling his wife he's okay and that he didn't suffer in the dream state. Okay, that's important to hear. But beyond that, beyond the suffering, the temporary thing, I'm talking about transforming consciousness in humans so that they're no longer focused on just skin. And you can help with that. Because you're a guy who, who embodied it. Right. He says that's going to take, like, he's just showing me thousands of years. <laughs> so you're tossing off my suggestion. Like, hey. no, no. He's not throwing <laughs> off your suggestion. In fact, we're doing that right now. That oh, is. Oh. You mean us, the three of us? Yes. Well, okay. through, um, when you get, when you, When you embody more of your higher self, the one that's not charged when people get mad or, you know, the one that's more, um, more aware of all of your lifetimes, Switzerland. Yes. More aware of why, if, you know, people die, people live, all that. Other yeah, stuff. All that. When you embody that, that's when you get into that translucent field. I see. So the more that people connect with their higher selves, the less stress there will be on the planet. Yes. Right. Let me ask you, Chadwick, who were you impressed to see on the flip side? He just showed, showed the guy that he, I know he played a lot of them, but the one that he played that you talked about first. Um, Brown? What? James Brown? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny, we always talk about him as the guy with the hair. Well, I said the big hair. That's the big the, hair. Yeah. Hair. And I forgot how big his hair was, but in the movie, Chadwick know. had like. I don't even know because I haven't seen the movie and I haven't seen him, but he always shows up with his hair really big and he's always wearing a brown. You'll like, get a kick out of the film. It's, uh, it's running on all the cable channels now. Uh, get on up. It was made in 2014, and I'm embarrassed that I hadn't seen it before last week. I watched a little bit of it, but I was kind of, I was confused. Like, really? This is really depressing at first. And then I, you know, it's just an excellent film. Well done. Um, and like I say, the revelation that he does in the performance of T'Challa, King T'Challa in Black Panther, it's unlike any acting performance I've ever seen, where he channels all these different people into a character that sounds like Nelson Mandela. And it's like Nelson Mandela is in the film as the king of, and with superpowers. It's, you know, mind bending. And it also, I watched the ABC ran it the other night and I'm watching the movie. And as there's, you'll see, a spacecraft moves into this invisible world in Africa that no one's able to see. They've been hiding it. And as it moves in, I, suddenly there's this beautiful vista of animals running. And I thought, gee, I wonder if that was what he saw when he stepped into the flip side. Well, before you said that, he showed me that he, part, the greatest part about him being so open to the other side was the fact that he could, when he did leave, he was so open to it that it just, everything came through a lot. You know, it made his transition. He was sad about leaving, but he was grateful about his life. 
and about the fact that he knew there was an afterlife, knew that he could see those people again and meet people that he hasn't, you know, that he never met as well. And the standing ovation from, you know, your heroes. Yeah. All those people you've changed. How much more time do I have with you, Jennifer? Um, I have to get going. She's going to be here. Okay. Well, we have to apologize to Carl Young. Well, they were just trying to re- I it's so funny to see the was way- I, He I, was in my head last night. I kid you not. So I thought- said. They said it's someone from last night. Yeah, no, you said all that. And normally I would go down that path, but I thought Luana, I think the time, well, Luana, is this, was this correct for me to ask for Chadwick to come forward? He didn't think you were gonna ask him to come forward. So there wasn't like, there was a weird transition. Interesting. Well, I allowed that maybe he wasn't ready. So I didn't ask him specific. I didn't say, could you? But I thought, let's ask Lou. He says he's always ready. That's what I figured. The dude was born ready. I mean, there's no thing he couldn't accomplish. So welcome to our class. If you wanna participate at any time in the future, if you want us to pass messages, say anything on your behalf we're happy to pass as best as we can yep unpacking interpreting anything else you want to say to your friends or fans or people tuning in who are freaking out that live your best life now live your best life now don't wait don't wait be kind be kind doesn't get more profound than that but thank you sir thank you class thank you luana for orchestrating this carl we'll catch you tomorrow i mean this conversation i'm having somebody who knew carl or whoever whenever else and chadwick you're always welcome here all right thank you jennifer